So here we have it, a replay of the Roland Garros 2021 final. It's Novak Djokovic versus Stefanos Tsitsipas. And I'll tell you what, that was an incredible final. Of course, we did have a thrilling five-setter. This is a best-of-three contest. It's the ATP Rome Masters final, the ATP 1000 tournament, which I have to say is going to be, I think, a really intriguing matchup. Djokovic leads the head-to-head 6-2, uh, interestingly as well. Of course, he's won uh, the last match of Roland Garros, and he's won the last five encounters. Stefanos is past the last beating in 2019 in Shanghai and in Canada as well. So Djokovic has actually won all the encounters on clay, which is four, uh, which is interesting given that I think clay is past his best surface, no doubt. So, yeah, let's get into it. So before we do, please remember to hit that like button, please, if you haven't done so already. Read us, help us out if you are a YouTube watcher or listener. And do subscribe as well if you're new to the channel. Also check out our join button. Uh, it's for memberships. It's to help the channel to grow uh, and also get better and get better content over to you guys as well. So any help is greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. Uh, on top of that, if you are a podcast listener, do leave a rating or review as well and subscribe. It really does help us out. We are rising through the YouTube rankings and podcast rankings. So let's do it. Let's let's conquer the world, shall we? <laughs> but yeah, in all seriousness, yeah, let's do it. Also, do follow me on Quality Shot 1 on Twitter. I've sent a tweet to Amazon Prime or Prime Video to try and get myself on the comms team there for the tennis. So if you want to retweet that, that would really be helpful as well. Cool. Enough of that. Let's get into the tennis. So Novak Djokovic versus Stefanos Tsitsipas. This is an absolute cracker for me. I think Sitsipas is, in my estimation, probably the best clay quarter for the last year. And I know, of course, Alcaraz won Barcelona. He won Madrid last year. But I think if we're looking at it from a kind of a 12-month period, I think it's still Stefano Sitsipas. Um, of course, we'll see what Alcaraz does at Roland Garros, and then we can take it from there. But I think, you know... If we're talking about last 12 months, it's Stefanos Tsitsipas. The last couple of months, I mean, Alcaraz is the standout clay court player. Standout player, I think, on the men's side generally. Uh, that's just how he's been uh, since Miami. Tsitsipas beat Zverev, which is my prediction. I said he beat him in three sets, three tight sets. That's exactly what happened. The saying. And then Djokovic beat Rude in straight sets. Exactly what I said as well. But anyway, just saying Nostradamus over here. Uh, but, in, but in all seriousness, it was, yeah, to be expected, I think. Uh, Zverev put up a good fight, but just in those conditions with the ball bouncing so high. The issue he has actually for me as well, very quickly before we get on to this specific final uh, and tactically um, and the matchups, kind of what we can expect from it. I want to very, very briefly talk about the Sitzbath-Zverev match. I don't think the Djokovic-Rudon we need to talk about because... No offense to Rude, but again, to be expected. And I think Djokovic kind of was dominant. I know it was a tight couple of sets, but he won. He won in straight sets, right? Rude didn't really have much of a chance, unfortunately, just because the odds were stacked against him, given it's in Rome. It's Novak Djokovic, one number one, loves Rome, loves clay. What are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, Stefanos is a pass. He loves the day conditions. Now, they're going to be playing at, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be 4 p.m. So it's still going to be daytime. Still going to be kind of, well, I guess late afternoon. So that kind of comes in between the evening and, and kind of the real daytime where it's baking hot, 
balls bouncing really high. Now, Zverev and Sitspat did play in those baking conditions, ball bouncing really high. And someone mentioned to me, and I have to give them credit, they mentioned to me and said, Fazan, you missed out talking about the date conditions and how Sitsipas is more suited to those compared to Zverev on the clay. They commented on the semi-final uh, preview and they had a massive point as well to make. And they were right. I did miss it and I should have mentioned it. So I'm mentioning it now. You could see that you could see it had an effect. You could. Um, I also said the slowness of the surface would definitely, for me anyway, suit Sitsipas and it did. Just a lot more time to tee up the forehand, a lot more time to run around the backhand. And I just think he loves being able to hit with huge top spin. The ball kicks off the surface. He can utilize angles. He likes coming to the net. He likes drop shotting. Sitspas is just, he just loves playing on this type of clay, I feel. Uh, for Zverev, he still has success. He's just, he's an all-round player, right? He's an all-court player, Zverev. He served pretty well. Uh, generally, I thought, uh, gave it a good go. Um, like 70% of no, points won on behind first serve, 48% though behind second serve, sits past 69 and 63% respectively. Look, I mean, if we're looking at it from a kind of overall point of view, I think I want to talk about something very technical from Zverev's point of view. Some of the points, and I think this is him in general. When the ball's bouncing quite high, on the backhand side, he kind of stands firm. I don't know if, if you want to watch the highlights, watch the highlights. Even on the highlights, I think it's highlighted. On the backhand side, right, if you watch him, it doesn't matter if the ball's bouncing high. He gets in a really good position and he stands firm. His momentum is always going forward. He's never going back as he's hitting it or leaning back as he's hitting it. So like his momentum's going backwards. It's always moving forward. Always stands firm, rock solid in his legs, and pushes off them right to then hit the backhand. On the forehand side, though, doesn't always happen. He does get pushed back. He gets pushed back, so he's almost kind of hitting, going backwards, and kind of hits up at times. Or he's almost kind of just thought, "Oh no, I haven't actually gone back far enough," and he's moving backwards as he's hitting it. So his momentum is actually going backwards, not forwards. Now, I think that's one to do with the extra bounce and the forehand. I don't think he is as comfortable hitting it than the backhand. That's why like, if you watch him play, a lot of balls that most people would run around the backhand to hit a forehand, a la Stefanos Sitsipas, for example, is a variable hit a backhand. There will be balls down the middle of the court and he'll hit a backhand. He did it against Sitsipas today. That's something he needs to sort out. Last year, when he was playing really well, Zverev, the forehand was firing. He needs to be able to have the option to go into that forehand on the clay. Otherwise, I can't see him winning or going deep to a final at Ronin Garros. It's just impossible. You have to be able to have the option to take with the forehand, and he struggles to at times. Uh, it's not consistent enough for me. Something technically he needs to obviously look at, uh, and maybe confidence-wise as well, but it's just his momentum, I think, and I'm not a super coach. I'm not Patrick Moratoglu, but even looking at that as a club player, I'm looking at thinking that doesn't look right at times. Uh, the forehand, it's just, he almost looks like he's scared to take it on early on the forehand side. And the inter forehand at times just looks pretty 
ordinary, if I'm being honest with you, from Zverev. So, whereas you look at Sitsipas, it's an absolute beast of an interrupt forehand, probably the, one of the best on tour. So, there's a disparity there. But considering those factors, the fa- he still, what he beat Sitsipas last week in Madrid, took him to three today. The serve gets him a lot of free points, no doubt. And his returning is really good, Zverev, I think, as well. He's pretty good at the net, passes nicely. He's got good athleticism. The backhand's solid. Just that forehand wing and needs to add a few more elements and just kind of, I think, tactically uh, be a bit more astute. But he's not far off. I think he just, yeah, on the clay anyway, needs to add a little bit more. But we'll see. Anyway, on to Djokovic and Sitsipas. Now, how can Stefano Sitsipas win this? There's a couple of very easy points to make. And I think the first one is he's going to have to serve extremely well. He's going to have to hit his spots. We saw it with Felix Auger-Aliassime in the quarterfinal. Novak Djokovic is the best returner that tennis has ever seen. But Stefano Tsitsipas on clay is able to utilize the, the surface correctly. He hits kind of big kick serves, shorts out wide on the juice side to get himself three points, whether it's an ace or he comes in behind it in volleys. Similarly, on the ad side, he's able to hit the serve hard enough uh, with enough pace, with enough spin to either go out to the backhand side and drag the opponent out or go down the tee. And his toss is so good, um, for the most part anyway, in terms of it being consistent in terms of if you look at the groupings, that's very hard to read exactly where it's going. Now, he's going to have to make a lot of first serves. I think today he made 60%, right? 69% win percentage behind the first serve, 63% behind the second. And the second serve as well, like it's got pretty high uh, revs on it in terms of spin, uh, kicks up. I think Djokovic, it'll be interesting to see whether Djokovic stands up to it on the baseline and whether he alternates for turn position or whether he stands further back behind the baseline like he did against Felix uh, with a big kicking serve, second serve, uh, and is happy to return from three, four meters behind the baseline, give himself more time, then kind of come forward to hopefully get to neutral after a good deep return. I'm not sure what, how which way he's going to go. It's going to be interesting. The conditions, I think, will will determine that. But you'd imagine that whatever it is, 4 p.m., I think it is, Italy time, that he will... I mean, it's going to be pretty hot. It will be bouncing pretty high still. But yes, yeah, this has to serve really well. No doubt his spots. And then he's got to make as many forehands as possible. Now, that's pretty much what he's been doing throughout the whole tournament. As I said, I think one of his matches he was against Yannick Sinner, I think he made like 91% of forehands on the one-plus uh, shot, on the serve one-plus shot. What? Unbelievable. Like, absolutely ridiculous. So that that's one thing. And I think he needs to go to the into-out forehand, sorry, the into-in forehand as well. Pretty early, I think, in rallies and exchanges. Djokovic, now the issue with going with the in-to-in forehand, though, is that Sitsipas has to really nail it. He's got to go deep with it. Um, he's got to try and go as close to the line without obviously really lowering his, I guess, obviously he doesn't want to lower the kind of percentage chance of being able to make that shot so much that he ends up making unforced errors. But I think he needs to push the numbers there and try and really kind of crunch that into the corner because the issue he'll have is that if he doesn't get it right, Djokovic is really good at being able to get across the forehand side and then just hit this kind of short forehand angled 
cross court, which then drags you out and either out of position or potentially you don't even get there. Um, and then you're on the back foot straight away. So Sispas is going to have to be really good. The good thing about him, though, is that he is very good at running around to his forehand side after hitting an in-twin or into-out forehand. So defensively, he's pretty good. He'll slice that deep or he'll be able to hit, like Djokovic, that forehand cross-court to get him back into the rally after being pushed back. So I think the forehand-to-forehand exchange Sispas should have success. I said that about Felix, though, and, and it wasn't always the case. But I think with Sispas, his forehand isn't necessarily the biggest forehand, but it's one of the best in the business in terms of just the amount of looks he has on it, uh, the the ability to hit it, um, you know, in different ways. I think especially on the clay, he's able to find fantastic angles, drag opponents cross court. The into out forehands, you know, unbelievable. But uh, an interesting matchup will be the into out forehand from Sitspas into the backhand of Djokovic, uh, and you'd imagine that Djokovic will try and go cross court and access Sitspas backhand because that's a perceived weakness. But Sitspas will try and make those into as many forehands as possible, trying to go into out. Djokovic, though, is the king of depth for the most part, right? And that's what, for me, um, that's the biggest aspect of his game that definitely stands out and definitely puts him in his own category, I think, is the amount of depth. Like, he definitely stands out from the rest uh, in that category. Uh, depth for me. Even Nadal, even Federer, that's just how... I perceive it anyway. That is what makes him special. Now, the backhand cross-court is going to be an issue for Sitsabas because Djokovic does hit with great depth on that side and also great angles. Sitsabas is going to have to hit more backhands than he's used to hitting against any other opponent, um, bar maybe Nadal, because he's a left-hander. So he's going to have to adapt. Now, with the ball bouncing higher, he's not going to be able to slice as much as maybe he'd like so he's gonna to have to hit the drive for drive backhand sorry he's gonna to have to commit to that now that's gonna be interesting to see we might see a few shanks from him but it is of course are going to be a lot slower um in the day and also it's slower than madrid last week so he's gonna have more time with Djokovic, if he hits the ball as he has been the last couple of matches especially against felix it's going to be a tough day's work for Sitsipas because he's going to be rushed even on this slow surface. And Djokovic was dictating on the forehand, almost similar to Sitsipas, especially behind the serve. Uh, the first shot he'd hit would be an into and forehand, and he'd really, really go for it. He wouldn't hold back. So it's going to be intriguing. I can see Sitsipas coming to the net. He's going to have to be very careful when he does come to the net because Djokovic is one of the best at passing people at the net. And then, of course, we're going to see, I'm sure, a couple of cat and mouse exchanges in and around the net. Uh, a couple of smashes where Djokovic reads it, um, and then we're into the rally, a couple of passes. Um, I mean, it's going to be a really, really good match, I feel. I think it's going to be one of those matches that you can't take your eyes off. I'm going to go Djokovic, though, in three sets. I think he's going to have a little bit too much. I think he's peak, starting to peak at the right time. But the drop shot as well is going to be really crucial from both. I think when they're pushing each other back, Sitspas will be able to push Djokovic back especially with the forehand side. If he's on the front foot, play the drop shot. Same with Djokovic. If you're pushing Sitspas back, play the drop shot. Uh, yes, I know it's going to bounce a bit more, but then come in behind it, and both of them do. And normally they both come in behind it pretty well, or they know exactly how to anticipate um, the opponent's next shot. So let's see how we, how we get on. I think it's going to be three sets. I think it's going to be Djokovic. I just think he's peaking at the right time. And I, I feel like 
we'll talk about Roland Garros when I do the ATP power rankings, but and we'll see how this final goes. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he knows how to manage himself. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. Please remember to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. If you're a podcast listener, do leave a rating or review. Thanks very much, guys. We do appreciate it. Let me know your predictions as well in the comment section. Uh, or if you're listening on a on a podcast platform, then you can just ping me on Instagram or on Twitter and let me know. Quality Shot 1, do also uh, check us out on there and follow us on Twitter. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe and well, and we'll see you on the next video.